0: Welcome to the Pastor Nora King Podcast. We're confident that the message you're about to hear will enhance and empower your life in God. Now, here's Pastor Nora. Do you know that God wants us to be good stewards with our lives, with our finances? He wants us to be good stewards. God cares about what you do financially, what do I mean? I'm not talking about, we're not gonna receive an offering, so don't get nervous. But in your own personal life, you need to be a good steward over your life. I was talking to somebody um, just real recently, and, um, and they're, they're getting ready to retire. And they said, you know, I didn't do anything to prepare for retirement. I have social security, and that's all that I have. But you know what? That's not what God wants for Christians. Well, you say, well, I'm way far from retiring, so I don't need to hear what you're saying. That is where you're mistaken. That is where you're mistaken. And you say, well, that's where I am now. Well, you know what? And Eddie and I both tell people this. If that's where you are and you've got two, three years until it is, then you start doing something. Start doing what you can and believe God to help you. You need a storehouse. You need retirement. You need a storehouse. What is a storehouse? You know, how many of you have uh, ever listened to Dave Ramsey? I love, you know, I've learned so much over the years. You know, we have to be stewards here in the church. You realize that we have to steward the tithes and offerings that come into this church and we have to do the right things with that and we have to plan. We have to plan things out. You don't spend every penny you get. You don't spend every penny you get. Really, really. Now I learned this a number of years ago that when people live in poverty, there's a mindset that goes with poverty. You know, what I'm talking about, some of you are saying yes, you, you know. Uh, but I remember reading some years back and how that you could take a person that had a poverty mindset. See, I'm not talking about being mean, making fun of, pe- I'm talking about where people are. And and where, you know, they've been brought up in poverty, and so they're just, you know, it's passed down generation after generation. Or, if that would be you tonight, you could make a decision, it ends here. And you could begin to break that cycle and do the things that it takes to turn that around. A A spirit of poverty says, spend everything you get, if, you, you know, let's just say you got your income tax. Well, I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna buy a big screen TV uh, and I'm gonna get me this and I'm gonna get me that with no thought. Number one, sow a seed and reap a harvest. Isn't that what you talked about tonight when you received? Number one, you gotta sow seed. Well, I don't have anything. I said, number one, from the Bible, you sow seed. Whatever a man sows, that will he also reap. Now, remember, I'm not receiving an offering. I'm just, I just feel like the Lord is inspiring me to say these things tonight. So that's really important. And if you're in a cycle, or maybe you know people that are in a cycle of poverty, you gotta do things to break that and to turn it around. But it's gotta be determined, on purpose, things that you do to turn it around. Okay, you sow a seed. Then, if, you, if there's something that you and your family really want, don't use everything that came in with your tax money, you know, your income tax refund. You, you understand what I'm saying? You don't spend everything, but you put some back for savings, and then yeah. Do something to enjoy it with your family. That's okay. It doesn't mean that you can't ever enjoy anything, but it means that you don't continue in this cycle, of this vicious cycle of never having anything at any time. I remember what it's like. Eddie and I got married, and we both had jobs that were minimal jobs, you know, just we were very young. I was 18, he was 20, and he was just getting out of the military. And so we really didn't have a whole lot, but you know what, we were determined. And we were always tithers, even when we didn't have to go to to church. But we stayed connected, but just not the way we should have. But buddy, we sent our tithe every week. We wouldn't miss that. We wouldn't miss the time. And so we we kept, you know, connected that way. But see, I understand what, you know, God has blessed us and he's increased us. But we've been married for a long time too. But we've worked the principles all this time. And it'll work for anyone that will put those principles to work. We wouldn't go in debt for things. Now, a home and a car, we would. But anything else, furniture, we lived in a house, first house that we bought, we had no furniture. Eddie's parents bought us a bedroom set, my mother gave us a bedroom set, and that was it. We had empty rooms all over that house. But you know what we did? We saved our money, and this, little guy that was owned a furniture store in a neighborhood where Eddie grew up and his family knew him, and he had this furniture store. And so he would let us go in and we would get furniture and uh, put it, so to speak, in the layaway. You know, we had 90 days to pay for it. We wouldn't take it though until it was paid for. And so we would save, save, save up over that $90, or, or 90 days, and then we would go purchase you know, the furniture, whatever it was. And that's how we furnished our home. And then I can remember, uh, you know, in our jobs, we determined, well, you know what, we're not going to be limited by where we work. So we started doing all kinds of things. You know, Eddie would go and he would get a car, a truck that had uh, been taken back by the bank he would go in and he knew all the things to do, Alan, to fix it up, you know, to make it look good where, you know, it, it would really look sharp and he would do all that and then we would take it and sell it and, okay, we got increase. We, we were looking all, all ways that we would increase. But I want to say those things to you tonight because don't fall for the way things are now and that this is what it has to be and you might be in that cycle of poverty or not, but it always seems like like you have more month than you have money. You understand what I'm saying? That can change. And if you live your life and you do things God's way and you are a good steward, He will change things for you. How, how many are you listening to what I'm saying here? Now, I, I, I didn't plan to say that, but I just felt the urging of the Holy Spirit to say that tonight. And Father, I pray right now for the mind of Christ to come in to the people in Jesus' name. That poverty cycle to be broken in the name of Jesus, the lack cycle that people have settled for in Jesus' name. And Lord, people living below their inheritance. I'm not talking about living a prideful life and we're acting better than others, but I'm saying we're children of the Most High and you have given us increase in prosperity. You told us in the word more and more. So where we are today in our increase in prosperity is not where we will be tomorrow because we're following you in that. And Lord, when you tell us to give to the house of the Lord, to the work of God, to individuals, to the poor, whatever it may be, we're obedient to follow you in that. And we know that every inch of the way that is on the way to increase because you are showing us how to sow, how to be responsible, and how to be good stewards. In Jesus' name. Father, there's some things that need to be uprooted. I sense that right now. Things that need to be uprooted out of minds. In Jesus' name. Traditions. Not just traditions, but even beyond that, the way that they have lived and they've settled in, whether choosing to do that or it's forced upon them. Let that be rooted out, do you understand? Let it be rooted out, let it be pulled out in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Father, there's people in this room that you desire to place into their hands financial increase and prosperity that you tell us about in the Word beyond their, maybe their imaginations. And I thank you tonight that we reach out to receive that. We're not people that doubt. We're people that believe. We're not people that are out of balance either, Lord. We're not into just get, get, get. We're into sowing into your kingdom, and you take care of the harvest, Father. Keep our hearts sensitive and keep greed out. No greed in Jesus' name, no lust for money in the name of Jesus. Place it. Father, you know I pray this prayer over this body, and I know for the work that we do here, it's constant the things that have to be done, place in the hands of the people that will obey you the way and the means for Redemption Church to do and become all that you want it to be, Father. And I thank you as the people obey you that you give back a hundredfold into their life in the name of Jesus. No spirits of poverty, no poverty mindsets in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, I'm gonna tell you, if you know that you've dealt in dealing with a poverty mentality, we prayed, we talked, but you deal with that individually. You deal with that individually. And don't you become one of those statistics that gets in that, and it's a vicious cycle, and over and over, that it's passed on to your children and your grandchildren and all of that. Yeah, God wants to make some of you rich. He wants to make you rich. Did you hear what I said? He wants to make you rich. Not for greedy purposes. Not for lustful purposes. Not to heap it upon yourself to be obedient to Him. He's looking for people who are a channel for Him. A channel for Him. Do this for me. Do that for me. Move here. Do this. You know, I told you, and I, I'm gonna repeat this here, and I, I guess this is what I'm saying tonight, because that's where I'm going. And I won't have time to talk about the other thing. But I'm I'm I don't I'm not apologizing. I'm just saying, you know, that's the way it is. But I remember when I was a child, and I was probably oh, I don't know, maybe eight years old or something like that. And down the street from us, uh, there I don't know, there were 30 or 40 kids in this neighborhood. I mean, we had these huge uh, softball games and whatever else that we did, there was never a lack for kids, you know. It's so different today, you know, kids don't go out that, like that, but you know, all the kids were out until it gets dark and their parents made them come in. But here we are, you know, we, we live in that neighborhood and with all those children, and I remember one day <clears throat> one of the kids, and they had several brothers and sisters, and they asked me to come in to their house. And so, you know, you just go in, you, you know, you're not thinking anything. But I remember going in there, and when I went in, I saw their mother, who was very, very ill. She had cancer, and I didn't know it. And she was laying on the sofa, and she couldn't even get up to take care of those kids. And I think there were about five of them. And she couldn't take care of them. And, you know, in our course of talking, I found out those kids didn't have anything to eat. And I was so touched, even at eight years old. And I could remember the hopeless feeling that I had, because I'm a kid, I'm eight years old, I can't do anything to help those kids and that mother that's, you know, that's there dying, really, laying on the couch. And I can remember, I I didn't know what to do, so I went home and I told my mom, and of course she was busy cleaning the house or, you know, doing what she was doing, And so, you know, I began to tell her, I don't even know if she half heard me. I really don't. But I I just must have kept on. And so she went and, you know, she got this and she got that and several food items. And I took it over there to them so that they could have something to eat. But, you know, God has reminded me many times over the years, and that's a lot of years ago, He has reminded me over the years that he's placing in my hand what it takes to help people that are in situations, that are in dire situations. And see, I don't think it's... Now, that's unique to me, and you didn't have that, most likely. I had it. But I'm just saying, in the body of Christ, God wants us to be aware and be sensitive to the needs of other people. And, you know, a lot of times you can't do that if you don't have anything. You know what I'm saying? And God has made a way to where now, you know, in ministry and through ministry, I and sensitized by the Holy Spirit and through you and us working together, we're able to help and minister to needy people. But every now and then, I know God will take me back. He'll take me back to that day. And He said, I'm going to give you what you need to help people. When people are in need, you're not gonna be without and not be able to do what needs to happen. Amen. So I just follow the Holy Spirit and minister in that way. And you do that too. If we do that, you don't get into being, you know, trying to, it's all about what you can get. But you're giving, and God takes care of you, and then you give, and then He takes care of you, and then you give. You increase in all the while in that, but you're not lustful for it it to come to you and what you can do, amen. So that's a lot of things that are, are, I guess, rolling around in me, and so we take that opportunity now. I feel like that's what the Lord wanted me to do. So, boiling it all down. Break the poverty cycle or a lack mentality. See, you may not have that poverty spirit, you know, generation after generation, But you may be locked down in your mind and think that you cannot escape and get out of where you are. But yes, you can. And so that's one thing. The other thing is be led by the Holy Spirit and let God show you how to increase. Show you how to increase. Show you how to prosper. Show you how. See, these are keys to the kingdom of God. God really spoke to me and he said, there's an umbrella over this ministry. There's an umbrella of blessing and increase, financially I'm talking about, over this ministry. So if you're coming in here and you're a part of this, you need to know that you are under the umbrella of increase and blessing." so don't live and don't or don't continue to live the way you used to live know that that umbrella see the the bible talks about that when you belong to a church that you have a covering isn't that right there's a covering that a church the local church affords the people of god and so part of that covering for this church and I don't know what I mean I we didn't choose it we believe God's word and we stand on the word for what it says we don't you know it's not what we preach all the time and talk about all the time but it is a part of what God has called us into and we've seen people over the years over and over and over And God does supernatural. They start in a real limited way in the same way that Eddie and I did. And then, you know, you turn around some years later and it is altogether different. It is altogether different. Well, I don't know about you, but if I was sitting here tonight, I'd say, that's me. I receive it. I want that. I want that. You know, it really bothers me. When I watch TV sometimes and when I watch programs sometimes and ministers and the way that they talk about money and the way that they present it and it's all you give to me and this is going to happen. I'm not telling you that. You know what to do as far as you know, how to sew. You know how to sew. If you've been here very long, you know how to sew. So you follow God in that. We No manipulation or not things like that, that ugly kind of stuff. I don't like it and I'll cut it off. I don't want to see it and I don't like that. They have to work it out with God what they do. But, you know, if you spend... 25 minutes of a 30-minute program, asking for money and talking about money. It's like, where did the gospel go in all this? <laughs> where, where did the truth of the scripture to disciple God's people go? You know, but anyway, I'm not the judge and jury. We'll just say, let Jesus do that. Amen. Okay. Well, Father... I've been obedient tonight to talk about what I felt like you wanted me to, and I don't know, no, I have no notes, so I hope that I've said things that can help your people, that will inspire them and help them get in a position that you want them to be in, because these, this last day revival and the things you want to do upon the earth depend upon your people and the obedience and the willingness and the availability to be a part and to participate with their lives, with their finances, with their prayer, with all those things. And so let this be a seed tonight. Let it be something that stirs in the heart of your people. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to this message from Pastor Nora King. If you'd like to contact us, you can visit us online at redemptionchurch.com. We'll see you back here next week for another powerful message from Pastor Nora.